Welcome to Truman's Matrix. A podcast built around the craziest headlines around the world. A production of Digging Deeper Media, owned by Hale Multimedia. Where you don't know who's watching who, or who's controlling you. Do you feel Twitter-pated? Do I feel Twitter-pated? Yeah, are you Twitter-pated like the rest of this world no, is? No, I'm not that Twitter. I'm, I'm Twitter-pated for you, darling. Oh, oh. I, I'm, <laughs> let's get back on the subject. I was talking about Elon Musk's purchase of Twitter. Is yeah. It, is it really about free speech? Mm, I don't know. Proponents of free speech and individual rights are celebrating the Twitter board's acceptance of Elon's bid to take Twitter into the private sector. Should the deal close, there's a belief that the platform will be more open to diverse ideas and that the rules and moderation will be enacted more consistently across the user base. As of tonight, Friday night, we believe that that has been closed. Uh, we've seen some people getting their accounts back on Twitter, so we don't know the official timing of everything. But the question is, is he really stepping up as a champion of free speech and digital rights? Or, given this futurist and serial entrepreneur scope of projects and interests that sometimes seem ripped from the pages of a sci-fi novel, is there something else going on entirely? Hmm, good question. Musk has talked about the Optimus AI-powered robot, also known as TeslaBot, in development. Mm. He said he was surprised that people did not realize the magnitude of the Optimus robot program and that he believed that Optimus would be worth more than the Tesla car business. <laughs> it's Transformers. Mm. There we go. <laughs> right. Could there be a link between the data he can mine from Twitter interactions, like how people share thoughts and respond to prompts, to further develop the Optimus or other AI? Hmm. Or perhaps is there an opportunity with another one of Musk's endeavors, Neuralink, oh, yeah. which is described as developing ultra-high bandwidth brain-machine interfaces to connect humans and computers. Mm. Whether it is customizing user interfaces, providing other relevant data, or serving as a model for a brain-connected communication system, there may, may be some synergy here as well. But our friend Tom McDonald has a little warning. Yeah. <laughs> Let's listen to this. Yep, so I don't know if you guys heard, but Elon Musk is going to buy Twitter. It's going to be great for free speech. Probably the best thing to happen to social media since, like, ever. Oh, hell yeah. Love me some free speech. Yes, sir. First step, restore free speech on Twitter. Second step, take over the world. Free speech, eh? Am I right? Whoa, oh, whoa, oh, oh, hey guys, I know everybody's super excited right now, and I like free speech too, but I just want to remind you that evil Rocket Man, who's fighting for your free speech on social media, is the same guy who's been talking about putting a microchip in your brain for the last five years. It's called Neuralink. Do you guys remember that? So, just something to think about. All right. <laughs> right. Love Tom. A reminder, Elon Musk is helping to build a surveillance system state around us and has a major role in the technocratic takeover while also tweeting about freedom. Hmm. Mm -hmm. And the masses are eating it up. This is what we call controlled opposition and cognitive dissonance. Mm. Okay, so we also found this little gem 
Alex Jones explains the global genocide plan. It's one of the most powerful segments I've ever seen on the Alex Jones show. So there's a couple things we need to get out of the way here. The collapse that has been initiated is now irreversible. The word is irreversible. There's no putting the genie back in the bottle. Now, it could be 10 or 20 times worse if they get what they're actually looking for. And we're talking 6 billion plus dead. By 2030, that's the official plan. And I told you two plus years ago, they would start environmental lockdowns once you were trained to live under the viral lockdown. And now India and Italy have announced lockdowns, rationing, electricity only certain times of day to quote, save the earth. And because quote, the resources have been cut off from COVID, which wasn't COVID, but was the globalists using that as the pretext to destroy the global infrastructure. The globalist were a corporate system that took control of the international order and of the global order and of the idea of community of man and, and, and humanity working together to put their grid into everything so that they could take the grids down. And now they're all over every media outlet you can imagine saying that the earth's carrying capacity has been reached and that billions are gonna starve to death in the next few years and that you're gonna live in a highly surveilled ration system where your smartphone tells you where you can go, what you can do, and what you're allowed to buy and sell. And as the resources dwindle, a lot of people will get on board the authoritarianism saying, just do what they say and they'll stabilize the planet. But of course, the more you submit, the worse it's going to get. And that's why you see martial law drills in Canada and in blue cities in the US and in China and all over Europe and everywhere, this is the globally directed beta test that has now ended. Censorship is just the beginning so they can carry this out. Then there is the debanking, there is the persecution and there is the arrest and enslavement and execution of anyone opposing this planetary takeover. It should be very easy to defeat if we're able to model it, break it down, chronicle it, and then get leaders who are compartmentalized to wake up, it could have been stopped. But now the collapse is unfolding, and so now it's even more desperate that we warn everybody so they understand that those initiating the collapse and admitting they're doing it in their white papers are now the ones that are going to preside over the crisis and pose as the savior and just put out the cover story to the dumbed-down public the very simplistic public, to the one-dimensional public. Oh, there's deadly viruses because of global warming. Oh, there's collapse of the food chain because of global warming. We've got to do all this because of you're bad. Humans are bad. And then they have the organized, collapsed depopulation and total transhumanist takeover of whoever's left at the end of that beyond dystopic system that they have initiated. This is a coming out of evil. This is hundreds of years of preparation and waiting and training and, and, and building their networks while they were rich and powerful presiding over humanity. 
And now that we're entering the genesis of our next level, super technology, life extension, secrets of the universe, they want to dumb everybody down further, kill everybody, so that the general public does not have access to this because they know time and time again, out of the mass of the public, which on average is simple and dumbed down, super geniuses come out of those groups that innovate and always overthrow the previous elites then they become decadent generationally and the cycle continues the globalists call this and obama talks about it the end of history where there's a corporate total control over biological reproduction over your mind surveilling everything you do so that the human system as we know it is ended because the Carnegie Endowment that runs the CIA today at the end of World War I when the League of Nations was given the charter to end war. And the answer was end men and women, end the family, end all of, of, of human competition and create a corporate medical, biomedical tyranny over the public where humans are produced that are even allowed to live that are not purely human but are chimeric species corporately owned and you see that, of course, in Brave New World, published in 1931. The brother of Huxley, Julian Huxley, Aldous Huxley's brother, goes on to create the UN, run the UN for two decades, create the transhumanist movement, launch the Tavistock Institute, the transgender system, all of it. And this is it. But if we expose the globalist agenda, then they're not going to get away with their final goal of using this collapse to totally depopulate and enslave us forever. It'll be their Waterloo and a new awakening and renaissance. We must fight this. Infowars.com, chronicling the apocalypse. Mm -mm -mm. Wow. Whoa. Oh. Okay, and this one sounds a lot, this next article sounds a lot like the what's happening in China. Right. Italy deploys a new social credit system to control human behavior in the name of climate change. Climate change, of course. Yeah, yeah. The first European nation to start rewarding citizens for good behavior in obedience to the state's dictates is Italy. Starting this fall in the city of Bologna, the government will deploy a new pilot project in which citizens who engage in correct behaviors, such as recycling rather than trashing, and using public transportation instead of their own vehicles, will be given a top social credit score, along, allowing them more privileges. In order to solve various social issues, the EU wants to enslave Europeans within a digital paradigm that restricts their movements for bad behavior while enhancing their movements for good behavior. The state will be the ultimate determining factor as to which behaviors are which, and citizens will be expected to simply comply without question if they want to continue living with any semblance of freedom. Germany and Austria have already accelerated their respective ID plans as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> garbage, baloney. Uh-huh. Oh, more, more garbage, carbon tax. Right. Incoming carbon taxes and worldwide climate lockdowns. From the Reese Report, this is a video. Yes. World Health Organization set to be international health authority over all nations. Mm-hmm. Let's listen to this one from the Reese Report. The most effective control technique deployed by the American media is to distract the audience. This is very easy to do because everyone takes the bait. But today's distractions 
are threatening our very lives. While people are busy discussing their opinions on he said, she said nonsense from Hollywood stars and celebrating the fact that one of the billionaires who made hundreds of millions off the COVID lockdowns just bought Twitter, the banker's agenda continues to move forward unobstructed. The World Economic Forum has made their intentions clear. You will own nothing and like it. And the best way to accomplish this is through more lockdowns, permanent lockdowns, with occasional breaks for good behavior. Just as China led the way in 2020, showing the world how efficiently a totalitarian regime can fight a fake pandemic, the rest of the world soon followed Shanghai is now building cages around entire apartment buildings to keep people from escaping, an entire new method of government mass murder. America's version will be so much more cozy. World nations are beginning to adopt the carbon tax and cutting off the fuel supply while announcing massive fuel shortages. In America, Gavin Newsom is leading the way by cutting off the water and power to Californians after years of creating the problem by turning off production. While facing a massive fertilizer shortage, Bill Gates owns the majority of farmland and wants you to eat nothing but genetically modified synthetic food products. And he marches forward, no matter how much you make fun of him on social media. And while we face an immediate shortage of fresh foods and staple items, over a dozen food processing plants have been destroyed in recent weeks. It may not be possible to see the entire picture from the level where we are at, but they are going to shut us down again. The very systems of government we believed were put in place to serve us are being used to kill us by billionaires and banks while they maximize their own profits. That much is clear. And as far as the ones perpetrating this human liquidation, what they can clearly see is that we will obey. We will put the mask on when we are told and we will take it off when we are told. And we will celebrate that as a victory. They know that we will ignore their destruction of America so long as they feed us distractions to ruminate over on social media, just as they are doing right now. On January 20th of this year, the WHO submitted a proposal that would give the World Health Organization international authority over pandemic response, meaning no more recommendations, but de facto law. This proposal has been fast-tracked by Washington for consideration at the World Health Assembly this May. They want to make you stay inside your home and die quietly, peacefully, where no one notices. Many of you may doubt that they will get away with any of this, but our actions say differently. Our actions suggest that they can do it again. And so long as we have a voice on Twitter, once we are locked down in our homes again, we can complain of the food shortages the rolling blackouts, and the cyber attack. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. Subconscious manipulation. Advertisers to use dream hacking techniques to promote brands. Well, I just got a comment on this. All advertising is mind manipulation. So right. this is kind of a weird thing here, but let's, let's read. Advertisers are planning to employ dream hacking techniques to promote brands. A recent essay by researchers from Harvard University, the University of Montreal, and Massachusetts Institute of Technology, that's MIT, in the Aeon magazine, 
said about 77% of all marketers and advertisers plan to use this strategy within the next three years. Subliminal advertising has been banned in many nations around the world because of the ethical issues about the act of implanting thoughts into an individual subconscious without their consent. That's illegal in advertising. <laughs> A group of sleep researchers said the next frontier for advertising isn't virtual reality or holograms, but human dreams. And they warned that this method could soon turn into a nightmare. Mm. The scientists, in an open letter, published an op-ed website, DXE, denounced the concept of dream advertising in which companies come up with ads into, come up with ads into a purchase, person's subconscious through audio and video clips. Uh-huh. They pointed out in a letter that not only does the method already exist, but a beer company has publicly tested it out in the lead-up to the Super Bowl last year. The sleep researchers mentioned a real bizarre February 4th press release as an example. In the release, Molson Coors Beverage Company, which owns well-known brands like Coors Light, Miller Light, and Blue Moon, acknowledged that it could manipulate human dreams so people can collectively see visions of alcoholic beverages dancing through their heads. <laughs> Seems kind of far off, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Which segment are we in? It is Truman's Matrix. Oh, we are? Oh, okay, good. <laughs> right? Good. Okay, good so guess what? What now? Biden announced the creation of the Disinformation Governance Board under the authority of Homeland Security. Oh, great. Load them up. Yeah. So, because Elon Musk purchased Twitter last week, which was a triumphant victory in the ongoing war over free speech, some would believe... The Biden regime announced the creation of a disinformation governance board that will be tasked with silencing anything deemed to be misinformation that's related to homeland security. And yes, it is just as dystopian and creepy as it sounds. Uh. The new board, Ministry of Truth is what people are calling it, <laughs> will operate under the authority of the Department of Homeland Security with a special focus on, guess what? <laughs> Russia and irregular migration. What do they mean by that? Irregular migration? That's a new term. What's irregular migration? Irregular migration instead of illegal migration or illegal aliens. It's irregular migration. Oh, boy. So Jack Prosebiak tweeted, President Biden has decided the federal government will launch a disinformation governance board under the authority of Homeland Security. Do you think they would just let you have your free speech back? <laughs> True, Jack. As we've seen over the past six plus years now, the term Russian misinformation is frequently used as a cat wide catch-all that includes most of what's going on against the liberal establishment. So the fact that they're specifically targeting this kind of, quote, misinformation, is that much more concerning. Good evening and welcome to Tucker Carlson tonight. When Elon Musk first announced that he was buying Twitter, it was pretty obvious the Democratic Party would soon become unhinged. Not just angry or annoyed in the way you're very used to, but you'd be dead certain that everything was at stake. That's how Democrats feel right now. Because, in fact, everything is at stake. Joe Biden cannot continue to control this country if you have free access to information. It's that simple. Biden certainly is not improving your life. He's not even trying to improve your life. 
So the best he can do is lie to you and demand that you believe it. But to do that, he needs to make certain that nobody else can talk, because if you were to hear the truth, you might not obey. How is Biden going to pull that off? It's not easy. Well, one option would be to get men with guns to tell you to shut up. Most Americans probably haven't thought of that because this isn't Africa or Eastern Europe. This is America, and we don't do things like that here and never have. More precisely, we haven't until now. But now Joe Biden is president and everything is different. So today, to herald the coming of the new Soviet America, the administration announced its own Ministry of Truth. This will be called the Disinformation Governance Board. Laugh if you want, but just to show you they're not kidding around here, this board is not part of the State Department or any other agency focused on foreign threats from abroad. No. The Disinformation Governance Board is part of the Department of Homeland Security. DHS is a law enforcement agency designed to police the United States and, and that, by the way, has a famously large stockpile of ammunition. So it's not a joke at all. Here's DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. We have just established a mis- and disinformation governance board in the Department of Homeland Security to more effectively um, combat uh, this threat, not only to election security, uh, but to our homeland security. Oh, so one of America's top law enforcement officers just announces to the Congress that actually we're going to be policing what you say, and everyone in the room kind of nods, oh yeah, it's totally normal. But here's what he didn't say. So America's told us that disinformation is a threat to Homeland Security. Now, he's the head of the Department of Homeland Security, so presumably he would know since assessing threats to Homeland Security is his job. But what he didn't tell us is how he's defining disinformation. So here you have this new and terrifying thing that the Biden administration is so concerned about that has created a new agency to fight it. But Mayorkas never said or even hinted as to what it might be. So the man in charge of the disinformation governing board never defined disinformation. It's almost unbelievable when you think about it. Would you declare war on a country you couldn't name? Would you sentence someone to death for a crime you couldn't describe? Of course you wouldn't, not if you were a sane and decent person. Because you can't have justice without precise definitions. That's why we have very large books of law that define what is allowed and what is not. But they're not defining the core concept at the heart of what is effectively a new law enforcement agency. Maybe that's because Mayorkas doesn't want justice and neither is the president he serves. They want power. And to get power, they plan to control what you think. Watch Mayorkas explain. We have so many different efforts underway to equip local communities uh, to identify individuals who very well could be descending into violence uh, by reason of ideologies of hate, false narratives, or, or other um, disinformation and misinformation propagated on social media and other platforms. Oh, did you know that? So one of our biggest law enforcement agencies has men with guns around the country doing so many things to stop disinformation and false narratives. Those aren't even lies. They're just deviations from the approved script. America's told us again that men with guns plan to, quote, identify individuals who could be descending into violence, could be descending. Not people who've committed violence or even been accused of any crime at all. DHS is instead using law enforcement powers to identify and punish people who think the wrong things. That would be opponents of the Biden administration. Is this dystopian fiction? No, it's happening right in front of us. 
That means that Joe Biden's partisan political enemies are now officially enemies of the state. How is this happening in America? Good question, but it is happening. And Biden's new thought cop in chief has been revealed. She's a 33-year-old, highly self-confident young woman called Nina Jankowitz. Jankowitz comes from a place called the Wilson Center. That's a nonprofit named for America's other mentally incapacitated warmonger bigot president. Ironically, because everything is irony, the Wilson Center is itself a major producer of, yes, disinformation, but of the neocon variety, and for that reason is heavily funded by the Biden administration. Jankowitz is also, because everything is connected, a former advisor to the neoliberal government of Ukraine, the government we're shipping tens of billions of tax dollars to as our own economy swirls down the drain. So you really can't make any of this up. It's too grotesque. Would you believe a novel with this plot? No, you wouldn't. But it's happening. And that's the bad news. The good news is everyone involved in Joe Biden's new Ministry of Information is a buffoon. They may be evil, but they're also ridiculous. Nina Jankowitz is the most ridiculous of all. So you read about her appointment in The Washington Post this morning, and you immediately thought of the NKVD, because why wouldn't you? Yet even the NKVD, even at the height of Stalin's purges, never did karaoke. They were too dignified for that. But Nina Jankowitz happily does. Here she is. Information laundering is really quite ferocious. It's when a huckster takes some lies and makes them sound precocious by saying them in Congress or a mainstream outlet. So disinformation's origins are slightly less atrocious. It's how you hide a little, hide a little lie. It's how you hide a little, hide a little lie. It's how you hide a little, hide a little lie. When Rudy Giuliani shared bad intel from Ukraine, or when TikTok influencers say COVID can cause pain, they're laundering disinfo, and we really should take note and not support their lies with our wallet, voice, or vote. Oh! So this is the point of the show. We're going to say we're kidding. We're making all of this up. It's not really happening in the country you were born in, but it is happening. That's now a law enforcement official. It's also the person you just saw, an individual who brags about getting a master's degree from Georgetown University. In case you're wondering if the entire academic credentialing machine that sustains America's ruling class is in fact a joke. Spoiler alert, yes, it is a joke. This is somebody with so few useful skills that she describes herself in the first words of her own bio as a, quote, internationally recognized expert on disinformation as if that's a job of some sort. Imagine if one of your kids grew up to be an internationally recognized expert on disinformation. The shame you would feel, the pain of knowing that truly and unequivocally you had failed as a parent. After all those years of advanced education, Nina Jankowitz became an internationally recognized expert on disinformation. And not only that, she can't even rhyme very well. What Nina Jankowitz can do, her one skill, the purpose for which she was hired, is level partisan attacks on the other side with maximum ferocity. That is her real job. Now, you may have noticed if you listen carefully to the Diddy Dashita saying that every example of disinformation in her karaoke performance came from people who opposed Joe Biden's policies. Is that a coincidence? <laughs> Probably not. In fact, we know it's not because Nina Jankowitz is telling all the disinformation is on the other side of the political divide. Listen. Most of the disinformation that we've seen, this highly emotionally manipulative content, is coming from the right. If you look at the top 10 you know, most engaged with posts on Facebook or Twitter on a given day, uh, they are usually posts that are coming from the right. And that's because the right does deal in this highly emotional rhetoric. <laughs> You'd have to live in a self-awareness-free vacuum 
You might even have to go to Georgetown University to utter a sentence like that. The right deals in this highly emotional rhetoric, <laughs> says Nina Jankowitz. Now, it's worth noting here, because we can't resist, that this very same Nina Jankowitz once wrote an entire book about how women can't use the Internet because it's just too upsetting for them. They're too fragile to read words they disagree with. It makes them faint. Here's a direct quote from Nina Jankowitz's book. Quote, to be a woman online is an inherently dangerous act. <laughs> Keep in mind, if you're a lady and you were to, I don't know, order Uber Eats, you're exposing yourself to danger. This is the same woman, Nina Jankowitz, telling you that it's the right that uses emotional rhetoric. <laughs> now, to be fair, Nina Jankowitz probably didn't expect a lot of people to read that in her book because no one read her book. It has a total of two reviews on Amazon. But we did read it. We'll get in a moment to what we found because it tells you exactly what we can expect from our new ministry of truth under Nina Jankowitz. But first, it's necessary to know a little more about this person. Now, she's not simply a hypocrite. She obviously is, whether she knows it or not. She would be too dim to understand hypocrisy. What she really is, of course, is a heavy for the Democratic Party, and she's done that job flawlessly. Nina Jankowitz, the disinformation hunter, once called the Hunter Biden laptop story, which is entirely true, a, quote, Trump campaign product. In October of 2020, she wrote, quote, voters deserve the context, not a fairy tale about a laptop repair shop. Now, did she give us the context or any countervailing facts? Did she deliver the truth about that story? No, of course not. She just read a bunch of lies somebody handed to her on a card because she's a useful idiot. And now she's a law enforcement official. Nina Jankowitz is repeating a lie that was, of course, widespread on the eve of the presidential election. And when she repeated it, it made it possible for Joe Biden to repeat it on the debate stage during a presidential debate. In case you've forgotten, here he is. There are 50 former national intelligence folks who said that what this he's accusing me of is a Russian plant. They have said that this is, has all the four, five former heads of the CIA, both parties, say what he's saying is a bunch of garbage. Nobody believes it except the, his and his good friend, Rudy Gianni. You mean the laptop is now another Russia, Russia, Russia hoax? And that's exactly be. what, is this that's where exactly got, what this is where I'm going to add. Okay, just to be clear, this is a nightmare unfolding in slow motion, but this is the point where we're just going to have to draw the line. No, Joe Biden, you can't have a federally funded ministry of truth. And no, Nina Jankowitz can't run it period. It's not your country. You're not even compass menace. And you don't get to do this to a free people, period. This can't happen. And what is this? Well, if you want to know what's going to happen, look at what just did happen. So Nina Jankowitz made it possible for a presidential candidate to lie from the debate stage about a story that may have changed the outcome of election. Our election, our presidential election, speaking of disinformation, she never apologized for that. That's because her role has nothing to do with the truth or stopping disinformation. Her job is to restrict any speech that challenges Joe Biden or the Democratic Party. Now, you'd think that would be illegal in this country as a federal employee because we do have a First Amendment. But Nina Jankowitz doesn't believe in the First Amendment. As she wrote recently, quote, the free speech versus censorship framing is a false dichotomy. <laughs> First of all, here's a pro tip. Anyone who uses the term false dichotomy is a moron, okay? 
That is one of countless academic phrases designed to prevent thought rather than facilitate it. False dichotomy means they're never going to have to explain why their position is correct or yours is wrong. They just dismiss with, oh, it's a false dichotomy. Again, that's an NPR phrase used by low IQ people who for some reason run our country all of a sudden. False dichotomy. Here's what's not false at all. Government censorship is banned by the First Amendment. The First Amendment to the Bill of Rights. This whole country is predicated on that. But according to Joe Biden's new Minister of Truth, the First Amendment no longer applies in this country because Russia and systemic racism. Watch. It's clear that actors like Russia are using those internal fissures, things like our systemic racism here in the United States, things like economic inequality, to amplify uh, these issues and, and really make us distrust the system. So he reached out to DHS, the law enforcement agency now in charge of policing speech, about Nina Jankowicz and her plans to censor you from saying what you think is true. And they assured us that they weren't going to do that. They're going to focus on human smuggling and Russia propaganda on Ukraine. First of all, it's not their job to decide what you learn about the border or Russia or Ukraine. It's your job. You're an adult. You can read whatever you want. But of course, it's not about that anyway. If you read Jankowicz's book, which we did, you will realize very quickly she was hired to police domestic social media use, period. Quote, I have hope we can change the norms by which our online ecosystem is governed, she wrote in a typically illiterate sentence. This is what our colleges are producing. Morons, you can't even write English. Later in the book, she encourages women to go to law enforcement if they see something online they don't like on Twitter. She called that, quote, an important step in the denormalization of women's treatment online. It's hard even to believe our system produces people like this. She's an illiterate fascist. In another book, Jankowitz made it clear that she's not in favor of government regulation of social media when it allows conservatives to speak freely. So she devotes an entire chapter to criticizing the country of Poland for establishing its own Ministry of Digital Affairs. Polish officials said their ministry was a way to, quote, deal with rampant online censorship of conservatives on social networks. But she's against that. She's against the anti-censorship program. She's for censorship. She wrote that Poland was making a big mistake in pulling back censorship. And we're quoting, Poland's nearsightedness is leaving it extremely vulnerable, she wrote. And the solution she wrote back is for the U.S. government to, quote, lead in regulating and conducting oversight of people who disagree with the Democratic Party on Twitter. So the truth was never the goal. And we're quoting again. We are not even sure that facts can prevail over disinformation, Jankowitz wrote. We must first begin with addressing social media. And just to be totally clear, the means of the distribution of information are the key to their rule. It's all they have. They have nothing but that. If you knew what was actually going on, you wouldn't put up with this for a second. And they know that. And the Biden administration knew that Jankowitz wrote all of this. That's why they hired her. What you're seeing is a full-scale attack on free speech in a country that has been free for nearly 250 years, and it's happening at the direction of the U.S. government through a law enforcement agency. We can reveal that Biden's Pentagon, another group with guns, awarded a $750,000 contract to a group called NewsGuard. Now, that contract is for misinformation fingerprints. NewsGuard is an organization that claims to fight, quote, misinformation, but in practice is a censorship organization, targets anyone who challenges the people in power. NewsGuard is currently preparing a blacklist of sites that contradict the national security state's talking points on Ukraine and Russia. So this week, NewsGuard wrote a threatening email to the news site Gray Zone, informing the Gray Zone that they're spreading, quote, disinformation because they're not reading the script. 
So here's how the editor of the Gray Zone, Max Blumenthal, responded. He wrote this. Do you seriously expect us to grovel for approval from the same tentacle of the national security state and financial oligarchy that has rated CNN as a highly credible news source and whose board of advisors is a grotesque gallery of corporate propagandists, spooks, documented liars, war criminals who have never faced a scintilla of accountability for their actions? Kind of overheated language. Is it true? Yeah, every word of it. So when Joe Biden's censors come, that's the way you respond. Hey, pal, up yours. You want some disinformation? Here you go. You are a free person in a free country, and no law enforcement agency can ever tell you what to think or say, period. And that's going to do it for this edition of Truman's Matrix, a podcast built around the craziest headlines around the world, a production of Digging Deeper Media, owned by Hale Multimedia. You can find Digging Deeper with Brian Hale on your favorite podcast network or visit all of our podcasts under one roof at diggingdeeper.us. And one more thing. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night.